Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I have a funky little mark on my elbow. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. What a... You might be wondering... You might be wondering, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, where the fuck is the sign? Well, let me tell you. I would put the sign up. However, I cannot, because there's a cat laying right behind my chair, and I can't move the chair for fear of running over the cat. You could put the, so there's the no sign. room for the sign. You could put the sign on the other side, like over your right shoulder. I don't normally. Anyway, let's see. As soon as you do that, she's gonna get up and move. Oh, knowing her, she will. Yeah. See, the problem is, is that normally I am actually quite off to the side. Um, with my chair. So there's like literally like no room for this sign. Go. I also like how you said just the YouTube version of this of this, like as oh. if the Twitch the people watching on Twitch can't see us. Yeah, sorry about that. So this is AW Dynamite Fighter Fest week or Fighter Fest night yeah, three. We got one one more night to go, and that's Rampage. Um. Man, this was chock full of shit. Not bad shit. Um Let's see. What 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 can we what what's the biggest thing? Obviously the, the shark cage barbed wire everywhere match. Um which is the title of the of the podcast. That was <laughs> That was something else. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, I wish uh, they gave it more time though. I'm I'm tired of these matches like this, like not getting a lot of time. It had like, I mean, like it might have had like fifteen minutes. Let me actually. I don't know if I ended up pausing my timer at all. It had thirteen minutes. That's pretty short for for yeah. an AEW main event. Um, and like this was like a big match. You would think they give a little more time, at least before the cronies come out. It got a little overbooked at the end, but it was it was fun. It was it was fun. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. Really? How's that? What did you want? Yeah. More. More violence. I don't know. More violence. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Well, the thing is, here's the problem. Eddie's goal was to make Jericho bleed. He does that in the first second. Yeah. And then mission accomplished. It would have been nice if we danced around the point a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it also feels like this. It like it didn't have a ton of impact on this feud, even though this this should have been the end of it. Even though I feel like it's gonna continue a little longer. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Especially and, uh... with uh, Yuta versus Garcia on Saturday. Um... I mean, it's their two biggest factions right now. I mean, I I think where you go from here, and yeah, you're right. This is like the A storyline of AEW right now. 
um, where you go from here if they do want to continue it. Jericho's got to go for that interim AEW title. That's the next step. Yeah. That would make sense, too. Because um, he's taking care of Eddie. Um, I don't know what's going to happen between Yuta and Garcia. But right now, Mox doesn't have any challengers for that title. It only makes sense that Jericho's next up. Um, but aside from this match, the other stuff happened in the show. Another big thing, we had a little debut from a former AEW, or former WWE wrestler and a WWE alumni, two dimes, wrestling under God. the name Cole Carter, which I think was his, his name before WWE. Um, in WWE, he was, was he Channing Lorenzo? Was that his name? Two dimes. Chan- was uh, sorry, I don't know two dimes' actual government name. I think it was Channing Lorenzo. I think that was did it. Know that two dimes and stacks had government names. Yeah, they do. I really thought that when they were introduced, they were two dimes and stacks. And no, be- really fucking question because you weren't. You didn't watch their debut. You were you were like away somewhere because I watched it myself, and then I texted you something like. Two guys named Two Dimes and Stacks debuted. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but but Two Dimes made his AEW debut during Shark Week, um, which is ironic, and they made a lot of jokes about him sleeping with the fishes, and now he's sleeping with the sharks. And uh, he challenged Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. Um... And after that, Danhausen challenged him for that for next week. Um, yeah, we had Brody King and Darby Allen open up the show. And that was a lot of fun. Best Friends versus Blackpool Combat Club. That was also fun. Um, some matches announced for Rampage that aren't very important. Uh, bu- 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 Build up for FTR versus the Briscoes. A lot, a lot of death before dishonor build up, which is good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jade and Hogan, the baddies versus Athena and Willow Nightingale. So, pretty decent show all around. Very fun. Yeah. It was all right. Kind of flew by. I didn't think so. Really. Well, I was, I'm also really tired, so you're I kind always of was like, super tired when we do these podcasts. It's I've just been super tired lately. Lately is in the past three months. Didn't realize I was gonna get gonna get called out today. Sorry, I'm a sleepy person. All right, so uh, you want to talk about some news? I guess we can talk about the news. Oh, thank God, the cat's finally moved. Now I can finally move. And not feel like I'm about to roll over a paw. She's still there. You just didn't see her. She's actually, she was standing under the tripod there. Wait a second. Let's see if I can set this up real quick. Before the cat comes in. And intervenes. Oops, still bad. 
don't really want to do it that way, though. Anyway, it's not the point. The point is, is that we have news. Yeah. And the news is on my phone. Yeah. And my phone is taking a little while to load. Cool. Cool. Uh, so you like sports you you want to talk about i'm gonna see if i can pull up some news before you Ah, i got it damn it i got it open um let's start with some not anything news not wwe not aw news um we can start with nwa shall we oh yeah um, the NWA United States Tag Team Championship is coming back. Ooh. It's making a comeback. It's going to be reinstated at NWA 74. NWA announced that there's going to be a 10-team battle royal at this NWA 74 show. How many titles um, do they have? That's... I feel like they have a million. Yeah, they might. Um, that's going to be August 20. Um, they have because that's not on their website right now or on their Wikipedia right now they have the World Heavyweight Championship the World Women's Championship Television Championship Tag Team Championship uh, Women's Tag Team Championship National Championship and Junior Heavyweight Championship they have seven, seven titles in total how many do does uh uh fucking New Japan have? Let's see. NJPW championships. No, not oh, I guess current champions is good. So world heavyweight, US, junior, never, strong, uh tag, junior tag, never, six, and KOPW, so nine. But one of those isn't even on their core programming, which is strong. So eight, technically. Fair. Um, In other news that's not really related to WWE or AEW, um, Michael Elgin has claimed he is innocent. Um, Elgin was arrested in Japan, for those who don't know, um, for theft because he stole a bunch of protein powder, apparently. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I hope that dude figures his shit out. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. It was a very questionable signing by Noah. They've made it a couple really questionable was. signings like uh, Stallion Rogers. Anyways. Um, also, the opponents for the, the opponent. The match. Yeah, the match for Ric Flair's last match um, has been revealed. And it is going to be. Um, Ric Flair and Andrade versus Jay Lethal and... Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, yeah. Did you watch the little promo that they had uh, revealing this? No. Pretty cool. They had Ric Flair bleed. He's being thrown around by by Double J and Jay Lethal. Hmm. It was was, was pretty cool. Um, 
it, it also helps. Like, Jeff Jarrett's a good opponent for, for Flair. Because he can still he can still go. Like, he's in good shape. That's true. Um, and it's cool of WWE to let Jeff Jarrett do this. Yeah, they've been stepping out more and more. Mm-hmm. I uh, don't want to see Ric Flair have a heart attack in the ring, um, but the match is probably going to be mostly Andrade versus Jay Lethal. Maybe Andrade versus Jeff Jarrett, but Andrade's yeah. going to be doing most of the heavy lifting here. Yeah. Um, let's talk about... Actually, to, to continue talking about Ric Flair's last match, um, apparently a Buckhouse Battle Royal was added to the card. Ooh. For the event. Um, I don't know what a Buckhouse Battle Royal is, but um, Bully Ray is the first entrant. Bunkhouse Battle Royale. Buckhouse. Buck. Not Bunk. I'm seeing Bunkhouse on uh, Wrestling Observer. You know, to be fair, WrestleTalk does fuck up a lot, so. Yeah. Um... Bunkhouse Battle Royal, yeah, Bully Ray. I don't know if they say what exactly it is. Yeah, no. Literally, they literally they posted a tweet that says a Bunkhouse Battle Royal, and then did not. I don't know. Anyways, not the point. What is um, Bunkhouse Battle Royal? I feel like it's just a Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Bunk I'm sure it's just a fun name. Stampede. Oh, okay. So I, I, I think this is what it's gonna be. Um, the Bunkhouse Stampede, which I, I, I assume it's the same thing, uh, was a regular battle royale where the wrestlers wore bunkhouse gear, blue jeans and cowboy boots, to the match, similar to street fight matches. Weapons were also allowed. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like that's the closest we're going to get to a, a definition. Alright, fair enough. Um, Alright, so let's talk about Impact. Um, Impact announced um, or according to Fightful has seemingly announced that um, Bound for Glory, which is going to happen in October, is going to be happening in Danbury, Connecticut. So. Interesting. Apparently they haven't been there since 2010. Wow. I feel like it's bold to book that for... If you haven't been somewhere in like 12 years, I feel like it's bold to book that as like your pay-per-view location. No, I don't think so. Apparently, um, uh, according to Autumn Wind West, there was a, a bunkhouse brawl at uh, Cage of Horrors earlier this month. I think, is that a GCW? No, I think that was Wrestling Revolver. Oh, okay. Or or maybe it's its own. Okay, yeah, Revolver, Cage of Horrors. Interesting. Um, yeah, that is interesting, actually. Um... Also, Impact announced that they're having a special November event, which is going to be called Impact Overdrive. And it looks kind of like a Fast and Furious movie. Um, that's going to be Friday, November 18th um, in 
your good old fashioned old foresters, Paris Town Hall in Louisville, Kentucky, where they've actually had several shows, I think, semi recently. Hope Vin Diesel shows up. Dude, that'd be fucking wild. That would be. Yeah, that would be fucking wild. <laughs> it really does, like, the, the logo really does look like um, the Fast and Furious logo. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've got a little piece of WWE news for uh, when we get there. You know what's ironic, actually? What? What? It's just it's it's just ironic that it's happening November eighteenth, and Paul Walker passed away on November thirtieth. And the fact that it does look so similar to Fast and Furious is kind of. What's your next piece of news? Okay, fair enough. Sorry, I just I had to do the I had to do the digging. Um, my next piece of news is not really I don't know. It's John Cena news. Um, John Cena got married to his well now wife, I guess you could call her. Um. Shay Shariatsida. It's a very long last name. Um, apparently, they had their second wedding ceremony in Canada. Um, I guess they got married initially in October 2020, but they didn't have the wedding wedding until now because COVID. Mm. So they got to celebrate like their full ass wedding. Uh, just the other day. Interesting. Um, yeah. And let's talk about some... I don't know. Want to talk about some WWE news? Sure. Okay. Um, WWE news is looking like... I've got a hiccup, sorry. Um, Apparently, it is looking like SummerSlam, it might be when we first see that TV-14 rating come to life. Because at this time, according to Peacock, it is listed as TV-14 as opposed to TV-PG. Bailey's going to come in and start shouting shit. Just swearing at the top of her fucking lungs. Um, I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm excited to see what changes that means. Uh, Theory is going to cash in on, on Roman and say, you ain't shit, Roman, motherfucker. Just reminds me of that vine where it's like, you ain't shit. You're just like your father. Uh, anyways. Um, also, it's like looking a little funky, funky. What's going to happen with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships after last night? Because apparently, even though we didn't fucking watch the show, I did. Um, they, yeah, you did end up watching it. Um, right now, it looks like after Cora Jade threw the tag team belts in the trash, which one is always a good look. You threw one, one of, them of them in the trash. Sorry, I, I, I did know that. Um, but right now, it is listed as Roxanne Perez and Vacant are the women's tag team championships. So congrats to Vacant. And Vacant also holds the, the main roster women's tag titles. So Vacant Holy is shit. a double champ right now. Good job, Vacant. I mean, kind of, I mean, really, a triple champ. Vacant versus the Usos. Oh my God. For the ultimate uh, fucking uh, yep. combined titles. 
Um, um, you, since we're talking about NXT, can I? My my news no, is related to can't. NXT. You're not allowed to talk about that news. What news is it? It's about Axiom. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought we were going to talk about the dyad, and I was like, I don't really want to talk no, about that. No, 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 not the dyad. The dyad was revealed to be grizzled young veterans, but that's not my news. Yeah. Um, for those, and it's not that bad, but like they look like shit. Anyways. Uh, for those that watched NXT, the live version, not the Hulu version, because for even NXT, they edit down to an hour. They cut out a lot of shit. It's like a lot to do for. Cut, okay, cut out whatever. a whole hour. That's insane. Um, but Axiom, formerly known as A Kid, was revealed and and came out. I think he had a match. Um, but they showed off his entrance. Pretty cool. He was like a, a speed ramp kind of thing. Um, and uh, his he's now a luchador with all black and gold kind of gear. Looks pretty sweet. However, um, we might have a little case of gimmick infringement. So uh, a wrestler known as Razorwing, who a lot of people would know from Chikara, a place where some of the... Some of the greatest wrestlers of the modern age grew up, like Orange Cassidy, Eddie Kingston, uh, Cesaro. Um, was uh, was CM Punk also in? No, I don't think he was in Chikara. I don't think so. Maybe he was. Um, but uh, Razor Wing went to Twitter. And uh, uh, made a little bit of a snide comment, a little joke, saying, Mom, can we get Razor Wing? We have Razor Wing at home, one of those memes. And it's a side-by-side of him as Razor Wing and uh, Axiom. Very, very similar-looking gear. Like, like this isn't a case of Kira Hogan being mad at Sasha Banks for the blue hair. Mm -hmm. This is their gear looks almost identical especially the mask and even even the pose too because um razor wing does like this pose while axiom does this pose oh god so uh not a great look for wwe especially since it's like you're probably not going to say shit because they don't give a damn about what uh, some indie wrestler has to say. Yeah. Which, that's even worse of a look because it, it makes them look more, you know, corporate for doing that. Yeah. Stomping down the small guys. I just feel bad because A-Kid was fine. Like A-Kid was great, but I do understand why they put a mask on him. He wasn't the most charismatic on the mic. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. um, in some AEW news, um, some people were worried about Ray Phoenix because he was limping at the end of his match against Private Party. Um, but he is apparently fine. Um, he rolled his ankle apparently from an atomic drop and then couldn't put weight on it. But he wrestled in um, Tijuana since the taping for Rampage. 
and is not slated to miss any time. So apparently he is okay. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, also, in some fun news, Jade Cargill deleted her Twitter. Okay. Apparently she's done this before. Last time she did it, she said that she was spending way too much time on social media. And you know what? Honestly, I can respect that. It's something a lot of people do need to do. I do think if you're not using your social media, um, like like if I were not using it for business reasons, I would be off of it entirely. Yeah, I don't really use Twitter at all. I tried to kind of get back into Twitter just to like see if I was missing anything, and um, I wasn't. Not by a long shot. Yeah. Um, I really don't use that much social media at all. God forbid I go on Facebook. Sometimes I have to go onto Facebook to like get to Messenger, and I'm like, feel like I'm like Patrick in the perfume store. Mm-hmm. Um, final piece of news tonight is Santana apparently. Um, we got a little bit of a timeline for that injury that he got at Blood and Guts. Um. According to Fightful, um, he hurt his ACL. Um, He had to relinquish a championship that he had for a company in Puerto Rico. Um, He was on surgery, or on surgery, on crutches. um, Told people that he was um, not, he had not yet had surgery. Um, And now there are Sources saying to Fightful that Santana is going to be out of action for 8 to 12 months. Oof, that's rough. Yeah. Man, so. that sucks. That sucks. Poor guy. Um, I got, I got one more piece of news before I move on to Dynamite. Uh, and this is going back to WWE. Um, so according to postwrestling.com, um, the uh one one of the, the NXT UK referees Artemis departed oh, from the brand. Really? Mhm. And uh one of the reasons she departed, she cited as being the pay. And we've talked on the show before about how NXT UK wrestlers are very much underpaid. And uh, she said in this interview that uh she was offered an an extension to her contract in a new 2-year deal, um but the pay was going to be the same. And she turned it down, saying she had a mortgage, she couldn't pay, or she she couldn't uh, live off of that money. Um, and she later said that um, apparently it's it's a shared thought among the talent of NXT UK that the pay that they are unsure of the pay and if they should stay on NXT UK, and uh, the future for that brand might be a little bit up in the air because of that. Um, according to her pre-pandemic, uh, they were looking to go to Paris, Berlin, and Madrid, um, but the pandemic halted all of that. Um, so as to what is going to happen with NXT UK now, unsure, especially now that they're crowning a new, uh, champion soon, or they already have in the tapings, but on TV, mm-hmm. it's going to be soon. 
it, it is a shame that they can't even provide living wages to these wrestlers. Um, even a referee who plays a crucial part in the the functioning of the of the brand. Yeah. Um, it, it's it really sucks. Yeah, I mean, I I've heard like rumors that like they barely pay them a little wage, mm-hmm. if that. So. Hey, well. All right, you want to talk about some dynamite? Yeah, let's talk about some dynamite. All right, so we started off the match. We started off dynamite with Brody King versus Darby Allen. This match was a ton of fun. Yeah, um, and Darby immediately drop kicks Brody. Um. He goes to dive out onto Brody, but Brody dodges him, um, sends Darby into the barricade, then chokes him out a little bit by, like, his one hand. Um, But Darby ends up kind of, like, getting thumbs to the eyes of Brody um, and pushes him into a post. Brody then, we get back in the ring, Brody lariats Darby inside out, then kind of clubs him, and Darby goes for a rear naked choke, but Brody then just tosses him off. Senton's onto him. Darby then goes up top, gets... He gets put up top. Brody, um... chops him so loud, it sounds like a gunshot. Um, he goes to crossbody Brody then. And Brody does... It's not even like Brody, like, swats him out of the air. It's not even like Brody, like, catches him or anything. Brody just lets Darby bounce off of him. And he just fucking stands there like, okay. Sure. Um, Brody then ragdolls Darby into the ropes and then uh, a little bit later into the barricade. We get a huge rolling elbow that sends Darby to the mat back in the ring. Darby then takes Brody off his feet um, with like a belt, I guess. Um, Drags him down to the floor. Hits him with the... Darby Cannonball, which nearly brains him, um, and then gets the coffin splash, goes for a second one, but gets caught in a sleeper, and then he is put up top so that he is like his back is facing into the ring. Brody chops him, puts him down into the tree of woe, chops him, puts him back up, chops him, <laughs> brings him back down, chops him, um, and then Brody cannonballs goes to cannonball onto darby but darby avoids it um hits the code red to brody gets the funky little uh, once the code red does not result in a pin he gets like the serena deeb lock on brody like the one we saw last week where serena deeb like sat on the neck of um who was it who did she fight anna jay yes yeah um then he gets uh, a rear naked on Brody. That doesn't work. Um, Brody ends up getting free, slams Darby into the corner. Darby, we get onto the apron. Darby wants the stunner, but Brody gets him in that sleeper that he had him in um, during the... Um, the Battle Royal. The Battle Royal, thank you. Um, and then drops him. Darby is almost counted out. And Darby may as well have been counted out because once Darby gets his little ass up and at the count of nine gets into the ring... He gets hit with a gonzo bomb that nearly brains him. That was a nasty gonzo bomb. It was not nice. Um, 
Yeah, and then after the match, Brody starts choking out Darby. Sting comes in for the save, uh, but the lights go out. We hear uh, a, a bang. Uh, lights come up. Sting has Stinger splashed Brody, uh, but Malachi Black appears and starts facing down Sting. Brody sneaks up from behind and chokes Sting out, and uh, Sting gets misted by Malachi. But Miro comes out and just has a stare down with House of Black. Previously, Miro had a promo, I think it was on Rampage, where he said uh, he's unsure if he should fight the Pagans or join the Pagans. Personally, I wouldn't want to see him join the Pagans, because I want Miro to be his own man. Yeah. I want to see him fight fucking uh, Brody King. That'd be a hell of a match. Um... So, uh, after that, we had an interview with formerly known as Two Dimes, Cole Carter. He says it's been quite the journey, uh, but then Starks and Hobbs walk in. Uh, Stark says, you were sleeping with the fish last we saw you. Now you're sleeping with sharks. You're over here for a good reason, and I don't see that changing tonight. Uh, Cole Carter says, your future is going to look similar to your past when I beat you for your FTW title tonight. Don't know what that means, but... <laughs> yeah. He's, he's still rough around the edges when it comes to promos. Yeah. Um, so then after that, we went back to the ring for Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, the best friends versus Moxley and Yuta. Yeah, this was one of those interesting matches where it was really hard to remember who was tagged in and who wasn't. Yeah. Um, we start, though, with Trent and Moxley. It's a war of attrition for a little while. Mox gets Trent's wrist kind of twisted up, eventually chops him, hits him with a dragon screw. Wheeler gets in to fight Chuck, who also gets tagged in. Um, Chuck shoves Yuta into the corner, shoulder tackles him. Yuta then... Pardon me. That was a hell of a yawn. Um, Yuta then chops Trent, who's sitting on the apron, as Chuck kind of deliberates tagging Trent in or not. Um, and Trent doesn't even bother waiting. He tags in and just ground and pounds the shit out of Yuta. And then Yuta, you know, flips it around, returns the favor. Um, we get a Manhattan drop and an Enziguri to Trent, and then a backdrop suplex to Yuta. Yuta is then sent into the barricade by Chuck, once we go a bit ringside. And Mox tries to take on Chuck by throwing a chair at him. Um, we go to commercial break. We come back. We get Moxley versus Trent. Trent gets some hammer and anvil elbows from Moxley. Chuck then comes in, tries to break it up, gets sent over the announce table. Um, Chuck, however, gets up, gets back in, pile drives Moxley. Then we get a, a pile driver to Yuta and a pile driver or pile driver to Yuta from Trent, pile driver to Yuta from Chuck, or vice versa, I don't know. Um, then we get Trent and Yuta going head-to-head. You get a rolling elbow to Yuta and a backpack driver to Yuta, but Moxley breaks it up, takes out Chuck, Chuck gets in. We get a guillotine on Chuck from Yuta. Trent tries to help, but Moxley pulls him away, figure force him on the ringside area. And then a little bit of a sneaky pin gets Yuta his win over Chuck. Yes, yes he did, and uh, very, very character-filled match. 
as Yuta's kind of facing his former friends and uh, teams with his new buddy, Moxley. Yeah. Uh, we then had a video package for Gresham vs. Claudio, which is happening this Saturday at Death, Bef Death Before Dishonor. Um, after that, we had the Swerve in Our Glory title celebration. And Swerve tells us that uh, his friend Kevin Gates is there in the crowd, who's a rapper, I guess. I've never heard of him. Um, Keith Lee says, I need to express my eternal thanks, not just to Swerve, but to all of you. With your assistance, we have ascended to the top of the tag team division. We don't look down, so if you want a chance at that, you better reach. With that said, I would say a toast to this tag team title reign. May it be limitless. Mark Sterling comes out with Tony Nese. He says, there will be no toast tonight. Keith, you idiot. Uh, Keith just says, you better watch your tone. <laughs> In, like, the gentle's voice, too. Yeah. Um... Uh, Mark Sterling says, you got lucky, Swerve didn't stab you in the back. You people, the people against Swerve, Strickland, petition is almost complete. We will remove Swerve from the roster. That's why I'm out here. I thought it would be great to get Kevin Gates to sign this petition. You are an AEW fan, so I need you to do the right thing for this company and sign this petition right now. He declines. Um, Sterling says, I thought you'd say that. Just like Swerve, you're untrustworthy and your music sucks. But uh, Gates hops the barrier, and and Sterling uh, puts Tony in between him and him and Gates. But Gates punches Nice, and uh, Swerve then gets out from the ring and throws the cake into Sterling's face. And that ends that. I don't know where this is going, because Tony Nice doesn't have a tag partner unless they were considering Sterling, which I guess is an option. But what should happen, this is, I, I'm going to pitch something right here. Tony Khan, I hope you're listening. You got Mark Sterling in this feud against Swerve and Keith. Mark Sterling manages a tag team that would be very useful in this situation and could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Swerve and Keith. That tag team major players Matt Cardona, Brian Ooh. Myers that could be a ridiculously good feud uh, especially with, with Sterling behind the major players um, Tony Khan you gotta book it you gotta book it, credit me credit me while you book it I, don't, like, I wanna see like a little watermark in the bottom, bottom corner <laughs> um, at, during the whole segment because of my idea. That's fair. It's only fair. Yeah. Um, so after that, we then have Butcher and the Blade with John Silver and Alex Reynolds. And this was very weird. So John Silver starts off with, They call me the Meat Man. My favorite wrestler is the Butcher. We got you a shirt. And the shirt says Butch on it. That's like, okay, cool. Butch. Um, and, uh... Silver looks at, or Reynolds looks at the blade and says, we got you one too, blade. Shows it, it says Butch as well. <laughs> um, and then they, Butcher and Blade start, start beating up Reynolds and Silver, but Hangman comes in for the save. I don't know where this is going. 
Maybe maybe this is Dark Order versus AFO. Hangman versus Andrade. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, maybe. There's always that. Yeah. Um, but after that, we go back out to the ring to Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus Varsity Blondes. Yeah, and this is barely a match. I mean, Luchasaurus immediately drops Pillman Jr. Um, Griff gets a couple rolling elbows to Luchasaurus and press kick, but, uh, you know, basically Varsity Blondes get in. They team up a little bit, um, as a tag team would often do. Uh, but it's really not enough. Both get laid out by Luchasaurus. Um, we get a chokeslam to Brian Pillman Jr. And then to Griff. And then Christian Cage is like, hey, hey, tag me in. So he gets tagged in. And Christian Cage takes the pin. Yeah. Uh, also, breaking news from StarCast. New match was announced. Um, John, uh, a Four Corners... Independent wrestling dream match. Okay. It's Jonathan Gresham versus Nick Wayne versus Alan Angels versus Konosuke Takeshita. Ooh, yeah. fun. The the card for this fucking event is so good. <laughs> like it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, this is a sick card. They they got some forbidden door type stuff here too. It's great. Um, but after the match Jungle Boy comes out with a chair. He's he's back from injury. I guess he's clear to wrestle now. Um, and he has a stare down with Luchasaurus. And everyone's wondering, will Luchasaurus side with Jungle Boy or Christian Cage? Luchasaurus sides with Jungle Boy. Stands right next to him. Um, doesn't seem to help him, but just stands next to him. Doesn't lets him go after Christian. And Jungle Boy chases after Christian Cage into the crowd. Kind of a, I don't know. I was hoping for a little extended run with Luchasaurus as a, as a heel. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about, honestly. Um, I I, I don't know if this is the end of him being a heel per se, though. Yeah. I think that it's just the end of him being a bitch. I don't know. I think. I think this is I just also don't know how they're gonna make him his own person. Yeah, I don't think they I don't think they'll make him his own person. Um the, he should keep him with Christian because they're a good duo that makes sense kayfabe wise. Um Yeah. I I I also think they should change Jungle Boy's gimmick, just make him Jack Perry. Um Yeah. Because the the whole the whole Tarzan shtick is a little a little corny now. It's kind of corny, but it's also not really what he does anymore. Yeah, especially if he's not with Luchasaurus. Yeah. Um, but anyway, after that we get an interview with the Gun Club. Uh. Austin Gunn says, "Why would we accept a match with the acclaimed?" We cut them out of our lives. I think it was Colton Gunn. I always get them confused. I think Colton Gunn. Colton. Colton is the 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 taller, older brother, and Austin is the shorter, younger brother. Okay, then Colton said, "Why would we accept a match from the acclaimed? We cut them out of our lives." 
Austin said, I'm sick of Max putting us in our wraps every week. I won Max one-on-one in a rap battle. Winner picks the stipulations. What? But I'm in a rut. Starts going. He's getting some practice in. He's gonna he's 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 gonna win if he keeps going like that. <laughs> uh, so then we oh, get boy. Cole Carter versus Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. Yeah, um, and this was a this was a pretty decent match for what it was. Um, yeah, the two dimes can go. We get a big. Yeah, no, he's a good wrestler. Yeah. I'm terrified to find out what caused him to get released. Again, I, I feel like he lied about his age. I, I seriously think he did. Maybe. I mean, he's not that young, so... I don't know. Um. Anyways, we get a big elbow to Cole. Cole starts fighting back with um his own strikes. There's nearly a Rochambeau, but... Carter evades it, and then, like, sort of, I don't know, it was weird, it was like a, a back body drop, but like a cutter, it was interesting, it was different, it was cool. Um, and then Cole goes up top, hits a 450 splash, but it goes really, really badly. Um, Ricky moves out of the way, and Ricky hits the Rochambeau to end Cole's pain. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a squash, which is very surprising. Um, yeah, my notes would make believe it was a squash, but it really wasn't. That match lasted. Yeah, I think it was like six minutes. Might have been eight minutes. Um, but Ricky Starks gets on the mic and he acts like it was a squash. He says, "I got more in the tank, baby, and I'm feeling like this is the time to keep it going." Got, he points to a guy in the crowd. Guy in the yellow Wu Tang shirt. Let's get another challenge out here. That dude, they cut to that guy. He, he looked crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Danhausen then comes out to accept the challenge. He says, Danhausen heard of some sort of FTW championship. Danhausen would like to accept right now. <laughs> Ricky says, hold on, I didn't mean right now. I still need time to get my neck right. Next week on Dynamite, it's going to be absolute Ricky Starks versus Danhausen for the FTW championship. That's going to be a hell of a match. That's going to be great. It's going to be fun. wonder if Hook's going to get involved. I don't know if Hookhausen's over. No, it's definitely not. Like, they've, done. They've had, like, all those promos where they, like, they're not next to each other, but they're, like, riding behind each other in the little carts. Yeah, but we haven't had those in a little while now. Really? I thought there was one last week. I don't remember there being one last week. I might be wrong. I must still be getting my weeks mis- mixed up. Time does pass sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get an interview with Willow, Nightingale, Athena, and Chris Statlander. Um, Willow says, I think Layla not being here is a sign. Uh, Athena says, yeah, I think it's time to reevaluate what happened. The AEW women's title will go around Chris's waist. The TBS title around mine. Sorry, Willow, you get nothing. Um, Willow says, let's go crush some baddies. And then we get an interview with FTR top guys cash opens up and says i'm never gonna get used to that kind of reaction all the cheers and everything i don't know if you know this but 2022 has been pretty decent for ftr i don't know if any match was bigger for us than supercard of honor first time ever ftr stood across to the briscoes and we went to war 
No match was bigger in 2022 until Saturday. I respect everything Briscoes have done. You're not going to take what we worked for away from us. Excuse me. If you think you were walking out Ring of Honor Tag Champs, you'll have to take that from our cold, dead hands. Dax then continues, uh, gives a little story. He says, there's this five-year-old girl back home. Her parents took her to the doctor. Uh, the doctor said there was an irregular heartbeat. Uh, we'll take her to the cardiologist to find out what's going on. They found a hole in her heart, and she fought hard. They might have to do open-heart surgery. They go back to the same cardiologist, and they look, and the hole is completely closed. She fought her ass off to make sure she was healthy. That eight-year-old girl is my daughter. If she will fight that hard, so will Daddy. We will bring home the legacy she can be proud of. I'm going to fight like an eight-year-old girl, and I'm going to beat your ass. What a amazing promo. Yeah, truly. And and can make saying fight like an eight-year-old girl sound badass. Yeah. But we go right after that to Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh in an interview. Um, Dutt says, I don't care about Christopher Daniels. You're going to become new Ring of Honor TV champion, Jay Lethal. Uh, Lethal says... I would have done it last week, but Joe doesn't show up to work. Christopher Daniels comes in and says, Joe isn't going to come here and waste his breath. He's going to get his work done in the ring. Meet me in the ring on Friday. <laughs> Daniels walks away, and Jay Lethal's just like, what is his problem? <laughs> and he accepts the challenge. <laughs> like He's just confused. Like Why, why is CD's getting involved? He's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I feel like it's very similar because like CD's like part of like the company itself like as like a, an administrative role it feels like the same as like you're like talking shit to somebody and your guidance counselor comes in and they're like yeah you don't fuck you and you're like yeah like, <laughs> this is a realistic reaction in wrestling because a lot yeah. of wrestling feuds start with just like confrontations in the hallway <laughs> And finally, we get someone who's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was his deal? <laughs> that just reminds me of the time where, like, I think it was um, Brian Myers turned, like, was, like, leaving a room, saw Matt Cardona, didn't pay attention, double, like, did, did, did a double take, and immediately, like, was on his ass, beating him up. <laughs> that's what that, like, that's what I, I think of. Yeah. Um, but after that, we had the baddies versus Athena and Will Nightingale. But before the match, uh, Stokely gets on the mic and says, I got some good news and bad news. Bad news is Layla Gray is unable to compete. Good news is Chris Statlander is banned from ringside. Ain't going to be no head slapping up in here. Um, and Jade gets on the mic, says, Hot Lana, we got JD in the house. Uh, what was, uh, JD's name? Do you remember it? It was uh, another Atlanta personality. Oh, 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 uh, Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree, that's it. Um, welcome, Adriel, good to see you. Um, so Jade says, Baddie's in the house, and we know I reside here in Atlanta. I'm going to show you how I'm that bitch, how I've been that bitch, and how I'm always that bitch. And then we start the match. Um, and Jade 
starts the match, but quickly tags out. Kiera goes head-to-head with Athena. Um, Athena gets a couple arm drag, gets a nasty fist across the face to Kiera. Um, Willow gets in, she slams Kiera, gets Athena back, and Kiera um, receives... Well, Willow picks up Athena and drops her on Kiera, basically. Um, Athena then takes Jade out from the apron. Willow sentons both Kira and Jade off the apron, or from the apron to ringside. Um, and then Athena crossbites them. We get a spinebuster to Kira from Willow. Jade finally comes in. She breaks the cover. Um, and then we get Jade versus Athena. They kind of dodge each other for a little while until a thrust kick like realigns Athena's jaw. Um, and Jade then catches Athena as Athena goes for a crossbody off the top rope. Um, hits her with the fallaway slam, only for Athena to kip up as Jade's kind of vamping to the crowd. Um, then uh, Athena kind of gets like a pop-up meteora, for lack of a better word, to Jade. Um, Jade kicks Athena into the steps, though, and Athena, like, I actually was kind of nervous because Athena, like, gets kicked into them and just goes head first in the steps. Um, kind of conks herself a little bit. Um and then Jade gets in against Willow. We get an inside cradle and a powerbomb of sorts. There's no pin, but she then gets the Jade to win. And we did not see Athena again, I don't think. But... No, I don't think so. Yeah, so I hope she's okay. It looked nasty. It may have just been like the the angle and the quickness of the camera or something, but it looked nasty. Yeah. Um, and then we get an interview with, interview with Thunderstorm. Um, Thunder Rosa says, I know you are the best of the East, uh, Mew Yamashita, and you are what everyone says, best in Japan. She starts talking in Spanish and then Japanese. Um, and then we get Brit and Jamie Hayter walking in. Brit says, we need less Thunder Rosa promos. Good luck in your match, though. Just kidding, I hope you lose again. Let's give the people what they want. Jamie Hayter... And Britt Baker. I think they're going to be on Rampage or something. Yeah. Um, and then, finally, the main event. Arbly or every, Everywhere match with JAS, except Sammy Guevara, suspended in a shark cage. Don't know why Sammy wasn't suspended. Like this... The worst part, though, was that I straight up didn't even think, oh, Sammy's not there. I was just like, well, <laughs> there they are. Yeah. Those guys. Like, even, like, you would think after that segment where Ty Connie broke Ruby Soho's hand that someone backstage, kayfabe Tony Khan, would be like, hey, wait, shouldn't Ty Connie, like, she's dangerous. Shouldn't she yeah. uh, be in the cage, too? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. It was fun. I thought it was fun. I give it was all right. I give props to Jericho for doing matches like this at his age. I don't like giving props to Jericho ever. Um, so Eddie ends up using the mic to attack Jericho. Mind you, the mic is wrapped in barbed wire because um, there's literally barbed wire everywhere. Literally um, everywhere. <laughs> so he uses the mic to attack Jericho. Jericho immediately bleeds. Um, Eddie ends up pushing Jericho towards the timekeeper's table and gets a barbed-wired ring bell, ring bell to the head. Um, but he then slams Jericho's head into a barbed-wire table. 
Um, he then sends Jericho, once we get back in the ring, into some barbed wired ropes. Goes back to the ropes um, a second time and kind of gouges at Jericho. We then get a barbed wire chair to the back of Jericho. And Eddie swings that motherfucker. And remember that Eddie swung that motherfucker because we will come back to them. Um, we then go up top. Eddie gets, a hur- gets Hurricane Rana into a barbed wire table from the top rope. Jericho gets sent into the barbed wire ropes again, and Eddie is bloody now. Um, he drops Jericho onto the ropes, like, kind of crotch first as well. Um, then goes to set up a barbed wire table in the ringside area. Uh, we go to the apron. We're fighting on the apron. Eddie then suplexes Jericho from the apron onto the table, and then Ty comes out. And Ty attacks Ruby. And then Anna Jay comes out, and Anna Jay's like, Ty, don't do that. That's mean. Just kidding. Fuck you, Ruby. And then beats up Ruby as well. Um, which you had to see coming because Anna Jay came out wearing like all black, leather black pants. And she, I was like... She always wears black, though. I, I can't yeah, get that Yeah, but this felt, this felt heelish. There was something about this outfit where I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. You look like a bad guy. Like, this is like the, the, the sexy female equivalent of um, the like, evil villains, like, black turtleneck, like... Yeah. Kind of shit. That was the sexy female version of it. Um, and then, because Ruby was holding the, the mechanism that made the shark cage go up, um, uh, Ty gets the shark cage to come down, and then goes to unlock the shark cage. And can't unlock it. For at least a hot second. They, um, they cut away to Anna, who's just kind of like vamping. Smirking. Yeah, walking yeah. around. And she tries to go to the cage to help Ty. And then we go back to the cage. And at this point, Daniel Garcia is like, fuck this. Goes out through <laughs> the bars of the cage. <laughs> Angelo so, Parker did too. Yeah, Angelo Parker did too. And Matt Menard kind of stared at it like, <laughs> it's not happening. Um... But Matt Menard ends up getting out because we do see him again. Um, and then the JAS members that can get out while Ty's butting with the law, um, they get out. They attack Eddie. Then all Blackpool Combat Club come out for Eddie. And then Ortiz hits Jericho with what I can only imagine was like a sock full of coins. Yeah. Um, the head. Or or it was um, like supposed to be like a shattered glass bottle. Yeah, or that. I was just thinking a sock full of coins seemed, like, very hefty and, like, painful. Um, Eddie then sends Jericho through a barbed wire table. You kind of think that this is where it's ending. It's not. We get a code breaker to Eddie, though, as Eddie approaches Jericho with a barbed wire chair. We're going back to this barbed wire chair now. Jericho then hits the most gentlest of gentle barbed wire chairs to the back of Eddie. Just such dainty <laughs> shots. Um, and then he line salts onto the chair that is against Eddie, but Eddie like gets up, so Jericho kind of gets fucked up a little bit. Uh, he hits Jericho with the... Uh, Eddie threw the chair at him midair. Oh, yeah, okay. So, anyways, but Eddie gets up one way or the other, so... Okay. Um, hits Jericho with the back fist. It's not enough for the pin, though. Um, he gets some ra- more razor wire. He hits the stretch pump submission hold on Jericho. And that's when Sammy comes out, and we all remember that Sammy's part of JS and also a member of AEW. Um, and Sammy comes out, he breaks everything up. 
Jericho ends up getting a Judas effect with barbed wire to win. Yada yada yada. Eddie Kingston throws Jericho into a spider web of barbed wire at the end because, you know, I know. Yep. Yeah. And then there was a whole sequence after the match where Jericho and, and Sammy are kind of laying down um, or laying out Eddie some more. It got very sloppy. Yeah. So Sammy's holding Eddie while Jericho has some wrapped up barbed wire. Probably about to just smack Eddie with it. Eddie low blows Sammy and then goes around, grabs Jericho, and kind of like pushes him into Sammy. Um, that was a little clumsy in and of itself. But then, they're kind of doing the whole, oh, we were bumped into each other, oh no, let's walk away. Um, but then Eddie goes for a spinning back fist, misses completely, because he didn't know they were going to walk away. Um, they're walking to the corner. I think Eddie pulls one of them over to... Oh yeah, he pulls Jericho away. Throws him onto the, the crash... Or the, the barbed wire spider web, as, as Excalibur called it. And then clearly looks pissed off. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just... Why have Eddie stand tall if you're gonna have him lose the match? Like, this makes no sense why they had Eddie stand tall here. I... You, you could have had Eddie just take the loss, because he's already won two, and just give the win to Jericho, let JAS be on top, um, and, and then have Jericho go for the title against Moxley. And that's where you end the feud. Yeah. I don't know. It, it got very sloppy and, and questionable booking. Um. Yeah. That that's dynamite. All right. Let's talk about the best of the night. So promo of the night. We already know what it is. Uh, and if you have a question for us. For after the best of the night, please leave it in the chat right now, or if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment and we'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to chat with us live, or DM us on Twitter at pinfall podcast, and uh, we, we just love to talk to you. Alright, so promo of the night, again, no question, FTR. That, that heartfelt story from Dax. Yeah. Alright, Wrestler of the Night. I have four choices for you. Ready? Ready. Eddie Kingston, Cole Carter, John Moxley, and Brody King. I'm going to give it to Brody. I really liked Brody. Brody. Oh, interesting choice. Okay. But I, I do like that Cole made the cut. Cole, Cole definitely deserves a shout out after uh, making his debut in front of a large crowd. Um, 
personally, I, w I probably would have given it to Moxley, but I'll give it to Brody. Um, Bro Brody was really good. Alright, let's talk about uh, Match of the Night. Match of the Night, uh, where is it? Okay. You know what? I'm I'm torn between a couple. And out of these two, you tell me which one you want to pick. Okay. So Brody King versus Darby Allen, or Best Friends versus Yuta and Moxley? Brody King versus Darby Allen. Okay. okay. I didn't think you'd pick that one, but all right. Cool. So those are our best of the night for this week's Dynamite. You want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. All right. Well, you got two here so far. Adro asked, uh, other than wrestling, what kind of things do y'all like to do? Do. Well, you answer first. What do I like to do? I like embroidery. Um, I, I do like embroidery. Um, you like baseball. I have. I've got. I've got this. This is my embroidery. It's not done, but it's two birds sitting on some cherry blossom. Um, I like watching soccer. This feels like a show and tell. Yeah. Um, you got all. I like stuff watching right there. soccer. Like I like watching baseball. There you go. Um, I like cooking. I like baking. I like write. I write a lot. This feels like you're those doing one right? of those college icebreakers. <laughs> um, yeah, those are all the things I like to do, though. Okay. Um, let's see. And besides wrestling, I'm a big movie movie fan. I, I review movies on Letterboxd. I, I have a whole ass list of all the movies I've watched. Um love to edit videos i literally edit all of the the upf videos which you can check out at upfworld.com new episode released last week i was waiting for that yeah love uh video games love baseball too um um i think that's it do you know what you like to do <laughs> suddenly had a brain fart i don't remember anymore uh, big Star Wars fan. <laughs> is, that a, is that something you can do? Well, Idra also added or watch. Uh, or watch. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, yeah. Of creating things. Yeah, nine times out of ten, as far as watching things is concerned, if I'm not watching wrestling, I'm watching baseball. And if I'm not watching baseball, I'm watching soccer. And if I'm not watching soccer, I'm probably watching a soccer documentary. Okay. I have a one-track mind, and it's sports, 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 sports. Unfortunately. Or, uh, or Better Call Saul. Yeah, we've been watching that. Amazing show. Um, Idro also asked, favorite, last, favorite late night snack? For some reason, I thought you were going to say favorite last name, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now i got to think of all but, the last names. I was like, that's a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> Um, what, wait, favorite why would it not snack? be your own? Why would your favorite last very. name not be your very own? There are other cool last names. Actually, my last name is pretty cool. Yeah. 
So favorite late night um, snack. Late night snack. I don't snack late night. Um, but if I were to snack late night, I really like popcorn. Popcorn's one of my favorite honestly. Popcorn. That and we've been into mochi recently, and I've been eating mochi like it's nobody's business. Mochi's really good. Um back when I used to late night snack a lot. Before uh while I was still li- living with my parents, I would have this is gonna sound like a ridiculous combination. Oreos and uh and Cheez Its. My favorite combination. It was so good. Um but then I realized it's brave of you to admit that. <laughs> then I realized eating late night snacks is not good for you. Or at least not for me at least. It gives him acid reflux. It gives him really bad acid <laughs> reflux, destroys literally <laughs> destroys my esophagus. Um Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I also am a a big proponent for snacking on fruit. I eat so much fruit that it's I'd say it's not healthy, but it is healthy because it's fucking fruit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I've got any like super unhealthy like snacking things because I like popcorn. I like almonds. I like fruit. Mm-hmm. I like vegan marshmallows. Those are delicious. Or chocolate chips. Chocolate chips are fun to snack. Yeah. Uh, Mariam asks, "Do you guys have a favorite wrestler Twitch streamer?" I think I'm pretty basic. I really like Adam Cole. I love watching him. Mm-hmm. I think he's funny. And he's also, like, very sweet. Yeah. So it's like, if I'm ever, like, having, like, a really down day and I'm like, man, I need, like, some pure concentrated sunshine, I'm like, well, Adam Cole is streaming. <laughs> um, I don't really watch a whole lot of Twitch streamers. I don't really watch any at all. Um... I only just got into watching Twitch streamers. Really? Yeah. Um I did I did enjoy watching Adam Cole um back when he was playing Resident Evil 8. Oh yeah, that was hard for me to watch. That was really scary. Mm-hmm. Um but my favorite. Oh god. I do it's not a Twitch streamer. But I like watching All Elite Arcade on, on YouTube. Um, that's fun. It's kind of like Up Up Down Downs. Or the AEW version of Up Up Down Down. Mm-hmm. Um, oof, let me see. I'm going to give you an answer real, real fast. I really want to watch... Orange Cassidy streams because I've I've heard good things about them. I cannot imagine that that that's too interesting. I'm not usually watching Twitch streams though for like shock factor or anything like or like excitement. Fair. Because nine times out of ten, if I'm watching a Twitch stream, I'm doing something else at the same time. Fair. So I just like listening to people talk. <laughs> I don't want to be alone with my thoughts for too long. <laughs> um. Two of my favorites are probably either Matt Raywall, he's fun to watch, uh, or Dakota Kai. Mm. 
those those are probably my two favorite unless any more as i see any more okay. pop up on uh, our follows no yeah that's it i think that's fair all right that's all the questions we got liz would you like to close out the show yeah i want to remind y'all that i still have this dapper gentleman with them dsls on you're disrespecting the prediction trophy look at that look at his little hat tilted to the side like this is a man you know what you know what tomorrow tomorrow we're placing our predictions for death before dishonor i'm gonna take that we might not be back in time for death before dishonor we're still gonna place our predictions for it and we'll we'll recap it on sunday I want Anyways. my prize back. The hat almost came off. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be sticking Ooh. a hat on the trophy. Maybe, like, maybe we could give him, like... No. A little, um... Oh, no, not that. No. Um... Maybe we could give him a little... No. Everybody loves these, okay? Everybody loves these. Everybody loves Raymond. No. A little... A little dangly earring. He's not Dot Gallows, no. Everybody loves, well, no. Everybody loves a little dangly earring. These are my favorite dangly earrings. So you can't have those, but I'll find you a pair. Go over here for now. Anyways, if you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. And if you tune in the future, thank you so much. I hope that I am not behind on the Spotify episodes. (laughs) I don't think I am. Um, Please tune in tomorrow night because we'll be doing the same goofy shit that we do every night it's very pinky in the brain for us um i'm the brain he's pinky um <laughs> uh, we'll be talking about impact tomorrow night so it's gonna be fun and, and predictions for death before dishonor and predictions for death before dishonor and pepita is going to be here too and i'm going to lift her up and i'm going to shore off to the camera and then she's gonna squirm 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 Actually, I'm not promising that. I, I don't like picking up this cat. Yeah, so uh, join us tomorrow for Impact. And, and Sunday, we should be recapping Death Before Dishonor. But follow us on Twitter at Pinfall Podcast to be in the know on if, if some, something changes. Uh, I think next weekend is SummerSlam. Unless that's August. No, I don't think it is. Ah! I don't think it is. July 30th. Ooh, I don't know if we'll be able to do that. Shit. We'll see. We gotta see. Yeah, let's play by ear. Nah, actually, mm-hmm. maybe. Let's play it by ear. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Join us tomorrow for Impact and our, our predictions for Death Before Dishonor. Follow us on Twitter, Spotify, YouTube. Twitch, all that is Pinfall Podcast. Um, thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you all tomorrow. Oh my gosh, that is the cat. Why is her leg like that? Because she was getting into something that she shouldn't be. I was trying to lift her away from it. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye.